When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the rest of the season, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here. Uh, but before we do any of that, I've got a question for you to kick things off here really quickly. And that question is, pick one. Pick one offensive player to go off versus the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Pick one Cowboys offensive player to go off. Let's exclude Dak Prescott, though, because that would be more or less uh, cheating, right? Let's try to go with one. Let's try to go with a, a receiver, maybe a tight end, one of your running backs, because Ezekiel Elliott might be back on that playing field, by the way, and the Green Bay Packers have the 31st graded rush defense in the NFL per, per DVOA by football outsiders. So that's one area that you would like the Cowboys to exploit. So maybe they will bank a lot on the running game. But who are you banking on to go off versus the Green Bay Packers? Let's see some of your answers here really quickly. Michael Gallup for six. Uh, Pollard says Gregory. Lumen goes with Seek. Bruce goes with CD Beely from the third rope going with the surprise. Peyton Hendershot. Tolbert's is toxic. Come on, toxic. Come on, be serious, man. Be real. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. I'm going to go with Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. And hear me out. Here is the reason. I kind of went down into a rabbit hole earlier today when setting my fantasy football lineups because I saw that Green Bay didn't allow plenty of fantasy points for tight ends. And I got curious because as you guys know, fantasy football is, well, the a fantasy. And it doesn't always reflect the reality of any team. And I got curious, though, how good are the Packers defending tight ends? And yeah, it is not the same as the fantasy football world because even though they're one of the teams to allow the least points from tight ends in fantasy in reality they are 21st per dboa versus tight ends they're coming off a pretty bad performance against the detroit lions defending tight ends too because they allowed uh, a backup tight end remember not technically a backup because they traded away tj hawkinson but they allowed two touchdowns to backup tight ends over there at detroit meanwhile they have not played any top-tier competition 
at the position, honestly. Uh, Green Bay has not faced a lot of killer tight ends. And slowly but surely, we're seeing a Schultz player that, you know, he's getting back into that rhythm. Dak Prescott is back, and we know that a lot of what Dalton Schultz is is his connection to Dak Prescott in underneath throws and, of course, the famous seam throw. However, I think that as he gets healthier and keep in mind that he was dealing with the injury, uh, the bye week is now in the rearview mirror, so some extra time to recover for Dalton Schultz. I just feel like this is the kind of game in which you could exploit Dalton Schultz quite a lot, not to mention that, sure, you have talented wide receivers, but I think that cornerback is one of those positions in which the Packers are quite well equipped at. They've got Jair Alexander. They've got Douglas on the other side. So you might be looking to target the tight end a little bit more often in this game versus the Green Bay Packers. Now, also, we have seen Dalton Schultz targets per route increase a lot. He has a 20.2% targets per route run, which is ninth best among tight ends this season. He hasn't played that much, but that number means that he is being targeted when he plays. And there's the obvious example of last week's games versus the Chicago Bears, in which Dalton Schultz caught six passes in seven targets, good for 74 yards. Didn't get into the end zone, though. We'll see if this time he does get into the end zone. But I will bank on Dalton Schultz to silence some of the criticism that he has received over the last few weeks. More than criticism, because I don't believe that it's legit criticism against Dalton Schultz. I think it's a little bit more of excitement about where Jake Ferguson is, uh, where Peyton Hendershot is. And by the way, Ferguson did appear on the injury report on Thursday with an illness I don't think that it will keep him out of Sunday, but uh, he did appear on the injury report in case you were uh, wondering why that was the case. Mike McCarthy even alluded to the fact that there was a flu bug flying around and they kept some receivers from the practice squad out of practice as well. So hopefully something that doesn't spiral out of control or as Michael Scott would say in the office, it doesn't spiral out of muck either, right? So... I will say that I, I'm banking on, on on Dalton Schultz to have a big game. Toxic says, I actually do think that we see something from Tolbert. By the way, Mo. Oh, there you go, Toxic. There you go. I thought it was more of, uh, more of a joke from your part, but I appreciate it. Uh, that's, that would be cool, man. I want to see Jalen Tolbert exploit. And it seems like we it's been getting closer and closer because... Multiple reporters are out there saying, oh, he's had a good couple of weeks practicing, uh, but, but we have not seen it yet. And as I talked about after the Bears game, I mentioned how it seemed to me that the Cowboys were intentionally keeping Tolbert off the field. And we saw the O3 personnel grouping with CeeDee Lamp at, in the backfield, and then you had Three tight ends in there and only Michael Gallup as the isolated receiver. These three tight end sets or two tight end sets. And then the Cavante Turpin looks that we talked about in which he had some pre-snap motion to deal some damage in there. So just overall, I think that 
I think that the Cowboys could be easing Jalen Tolbert into the lineup at some point. Not as a starter, perhaps, but I would love to see some more Jalen Tolbert. I don't know if I am an optimist in that conversation anymore, at least for 2022. But Toxic, I would love it. I would love it if Jalen Tolbert gets some playing time finally. If you guys saw day two of the NFL draft with Skywalker, Steele, and I, you know how excited I was. I asked for the pick before it happened, and then I couldn't hold my excitement. I actually just quote tweeted it, that clip earlier today, in case you want to go check it out over at my Twitter account, at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. Let's see here. Moses Gregory, even if Green Bay is giving up five-plus yards a run, yeah, I think that the Cowboys will remain pass-aggressive a little bit in this game. Over the past couple of weeks, Dallas has actually been not as aggressive, but they went from being the 27th pass-happiest offense, which would be measured by how often do you pass the ball in early downs when it's not garbage time, to put it uh, easily. And the Cowboys went from ranking 27th in that category to 15th over the past couple of weeks. So they're, I think they will try to throw the ball week in and week out, even if they're facing poor run defenses. Uh, running the football might be the priority versus the Green Bay Packers, but I think that they will not shy away from, from throwing the football. Henry Smith, shout out to you. He says, yesterday you said that Turpin is not a good fit at the wide receiver position. Well, whoa. Actually, I didn't exactly say that. Let me let me finish reading the comment. I'm sorry. That rookie's year, he lit up. He lit it up with two small, talented wide receivers in Cole Beasley and Lucky Whitehead. I love I love Cole Beasley. Ah, not his Twitter actions. Don't get me wrong. I don't even follow him actually on Twitter. But the player has a special place in my memory. Uh, Lucky Whitehead. Lucky Whitehead was fun. Uh, more than Turpin not being a fit, and I will stand by this opinion, and hopefully I, I'm proven wrong. I don't, need, I don't think that I need to be proven wrong in order for Turpin to be a valuable asset for the Cowboys. I want to be very clear on that. I, I'm not saying that Turpin is not a good player for the Cowboys. I'm saying that I don't think that he can run a full route tree. I'm saying that he is not seen by the Cowboys as a receiver that will play 50% of the snaps in order for him to run a slant or some in-breaking routes. I think that he will be inserted in certain situations to play some vertical routes and, of course, the motion games and the end arounds and all of that aspect of the game as well. Maybe some screen throws even headed towards Cavante Turpin. But I want to be very clear because maybe when we get into these conversations about how a player is used and what he can do and what he can't do. Sometimes it's taken as hate to the player, but it really isn't. Uh, Turpin has proven that he's a very special returner and he has proven that he can be used in certain situations on offense. But I don't think that he can be your number three wide receiver. And I don't think that's even crazy to say. But yeah, that 2016 game though, uh, Prescott coming uh, coming into Green Bay and tearing stuff up was amazing. Bryce Butler, that was a Bryce Butler game, though, with the toe tapping and everything, right? Dallas wins as Timothy Harris. Timothy's ready to go with the predictions. I love it. 
I think this is the game that Gallup gets his groove back, 6 to midnight. That would be interesting. I think City is also in line for a monster game because, as I said, I do respect the, the starting outside cornerbacks for Green Bay. And CD Lamb is technically the Cowboys slot receiver. He's been lining up in the slot a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised if CD also has this huge monster game. And by the way, this, this is a perfect transition to the next topic that I wanted to touch on tonight. Because last night we talked all about the defense versus the Packers offense. I think we, I think we covered that pretty well on Wednesday night. Didn't the Giants beat you guys? Is Lumen? No. No. The pack the Giants. The Cowboys beat the Giants on Monday night football with Cooper Rush. Lumen. That's the reason why the Cowboys are not the the sixth seed. I believe there is some NFC seeding conversations going on in the YouTube chat. What I what I wanted to touch on tonight is the fact that the Cowboys not only need to win this one versus the Packers, I think it's also about finding rhythm on offense. We all saw what they were capable of versus the Chicago Bears. 42 points on the board by the offense. Seven more courtesy of Michael Parsons' fumble return. But I think that we have not seen enough of the Cowboys. Not because they have not done it more than anything because... We really, literally have not seen a Dak Prescott offense that much this season. There was week one versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, a game in which the Cowboys had no Gallup, no number three wide receiver really to speak of. And it was CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott against the world, right? And Dak was forcing some throws that were not there. It got ugly at one point. The Cowboys defense did show up for that one. But speaking of the offense, it was ugly. It was broken. I think it's a more accurate adjective for that one. And then Dak Prescott injury happened. And sure, the Cowboys won games and everything. But the offense never looked good enough. And then you've got the Detroit Lions game in which they did some good stuff. However, third down killed them a lot. And they had one of the worst third down performances of the season. And then they were near perfect on third down versus the Chicago Bears, 9 of 11, really just moving the chains via the via Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott throwing some dimes because he did throw some dimes. That being said, we need to see it consistently. And the Packers defense is not exactly a good one. It's not one that will generate a lot of pressure, especially without Rashan Gary. They're 31st in DVOA versus the run. So what I'm saying, I guess, is whether it's at Lambeau or not, the Cowboys offense should play very well versus the Packers. They should have a dominant high-scoring performance. And if it doesn't happen, then we will get into the question marks about can the Cowboys be consistent? Can Kellen Moore stay fresh week after week? Because that game versus the Bears, that was one of Kellen Moore's best games ever, in my opinion. We saw a lot of great play design. We saw a lot of motion in the running game. We've talked about this on the show, by the way. Dallas is suddenly a top 10 team in motion rate when running the football. That is a trend they must continue. 
And it's not even super fancy eye candy kind of motion. At times it is, you know, there's a read option play from Dak Prescott, the first score versus the Chicago Bears. CeeDee Lamb is put in motion and he literally takes the safety out of the play. Dak could have handed it off to Pollard and it still would have been a touchdown, but instead he keeps it and it's also a touchdown. But it's also maybe some smoother kind of motions, not as eye-popping or anything like that. How about just see Lamp lined up out wide and then he motions to attach himself to the line of scrimmage and then you have one extra gap that the defense needs to account for. And the Cowboys have been doing a lot of that. It seems simple and it is, but it's this way of keeping the defense on its heels and everything. So I love that the Cowboys have gone to the top 10 of using motion rate in running plays. That's one of the things that we talked about during the offseason, how the Cowboys used a lot of motion in the passing game, but not in the running game. And that was frustrating. That's been changing little by little. Not yet, not yet in the passing game, by the way. The Cowboys are among the bottom teams in the NFL using motion when passing the football. But let's give them some time there because so much so many of these weeks. The Cowboys have had Cooper Rush at quarterback. And it's true that you don't want to complicate things a lot for your backup. You want to simplify things and maybe keep things static. Dak Prescott likes defenses being static, but he could also use the motion to really keep defenses stressed. So all of this, I think, calls for a good performance from the Cowboys offense. And I think I, I, I don't care only about winning the game. I care about the Cowboys offense looking legit. And this is not to say that, oh, the Packers are trash and the Cowboys should win it easily because no game is easy in the NFL, even less so when you are desperate for a win like the Packers are and, you, and you're playing at Lambeau. But I do think that it's important for Dallas to look well, offensively speaking. Let's see here. Some of your comments here on the show. Thank you for being here, by the way. And do me a favor and hit the like button before we get into betting the Cowboys and much more. Lumens says, tight ends will be key, Momo. I agree. Tight ends, tight ends will be key. And man, Ferguson and, and Hendershot are not putting up a lot of jardage, a lot of catches, but it's insane how much they trust him. They trust them to make their blocks. And that, that personnel grouping that the Cowboys had in which they went with O3 personnel, meaning no running backs, three tight ends, and two wide receivers with CeeDee Lamb being lined up in the backfield, they were successful pretty much in every single one of those plays. I think there was one play in which they were not successful and that was a CeeDee Lamb handoff. Other than that, they were getting successful plays. And I know this because I checked out how many teams use O3 personnel. Obviously, you don't get a lot of those. But the Cowboys had one of the highest success rates in the NFL out of that grouping. And it was something like 90%. So Dallas was, was insanely effective in that set. Uh, I don't think it's a set that you can go to repetitively throughout the season but just um, a, a testament to how much they trust Hendershot 
to how much they trust Ferguson because they were not only throwing screens their way. They were they were throwing legit passing concepts and all of that. That, that was fun. Mo, if we lose, we riot, right? Says Toxic. Depends on how we depends on how the Cowboys lose, I would say. But for the most part, I would probably lean yes. Uh, this would be a bad loss for Dallas, more or less. It's the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think that at some point they will figure out some of their schematic problems, as I have said during the week. I think I think for the most part, though, this is a game that you don't want to lose. Like the Cowboys are facing a team that is among the least efficient ones in a lot of aspects. We've talked about it. They're 22nd in EPA per play. They are 16th when running the football, and they're second in success rate, but they're 16th in EPA per play because they don't have the explosives, and that's what Packers the Packers are lacking. That's what the Packers are lacking. I'm tired of losing to the Packers a new way each time it feels like says Toxic Tom. Let's get into it. Let's get into the, the betting the Cowboys segment and the final prediction so we can get out of here. But let me know because, man, I struggled making the pick for this game. The betting spread is anywhere between minus four to minus five. The original line before week nine was Cowboys minus three. So you can see that the markets have kind of reacted already to, to the injuries for Green Bay and to the fact that the Packers lost to the Detroit Lions. So we might getting a little bit of an inflated total, uh, excuse me, to an inflated betting spread in my opinion. And I wanted to stay away from the minus five and the minus four because I... Didn't want to take the Packers either because I don't trust them. I don't. I didn't want to grab the points. So instead, I targeted one of the totals. Let me know what you guys think. How many points will the Cowboys score versus the Packers? Because these weeks, betting the Cowboys, this week's pick is going to be the team total over of 23 and a half. I thought that was a surprisingly low number. 23 and a half, I think, is a number the Cowboys can get to. Remember, the one rule that we have is making bets with minus 110 odds. So, you know, we cannot make easy bets. That's the objective of that number. Plus, that keeps, keeps it clean with the calculations. And it means that as long as we get to 53% by the end of the season, we will be profitable. And so far, we're doing great. We're 7-1. and one. This team, we're going with the team total over of 23 and a half. I didn't want to lay the points because I'm scared about the betting spread being potentially a little bit inflated. But I think the Cowboys can get to 23 and a half. I don't know if they will get to 35, 38. I don't know that they will get that many scores. But I think 23 and a half is doable. 24. I can see the Cowboys getting to 24. 31 says Gregory. Toxic goes with 27. Lumen with 31. Henry with the 42. He is banking on the 40 burger. I love it. Six goes with 29. 35 for Bruce. 27. We are seeing the scores already. 
So without any further ado, let's get to that too and drop your final score predictions. And before I give you my final score prediction and a couple more, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5 turbo all-wheel drive. This one starts at $38,125. It's got all-wheel drive features, auto climate control, Wi-Fi hotspot, and that adaptive cruise control and a miles per gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. Check out the Freeman Mazda ride of the week over at their website. It is a family-owned business for over 65 years, and you get A-plus customer service. Plus, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So once more, make sure you check out the ride of the week over at FreemanMazda.net. All right, let's get into the final score prediction here. Sounds like a badass car, says Gregory. It is. It is. And it is even more when you check out the pictures, man. One more prediction. I've got the Cowboys winning this game 29 to 24. As you can see, I had trouble with the betting spread. I really don't know what to make of it. But I've got the Cowboys scoring 29 on the Green Bay Packers. I've got the Packers doing some damage, though. I think that they get some moments. Remember that versus the Lions, and of course, the Lions wish they had the defense that the Cowboys have. Uh, but the Packers wasted some opportunities, though, in the red zone. I have Aaron Jones going for over 100 yards total. And as I said, I've got Dalton Schultz going off. Give me 86 yards and a touchdown for the Cowboys tight end. I'm taking some Dalton Schultz props on this game for sure, I guess. Uh, 31 for Peter Rizzo to 17. 31 to 21. Toxic says, if we lose, okay, Toxic, let's enter into an agreement. Just being fair here. Being completely fair. I think the stakes and the odds would be fair. If we lose, I will blame Freeman and Mazda. Toxic, I will allow that. But if the Cowboys win, then you got to buy a vehicle from Freeman Mazda. I think that's fair. I think that's more or less same compensation both ways. That would be my the, the, the way that I would do things. 31 to 13 says Gregory. 34 to 16 says Tommy. Tommy says, I like it more. One more prediction. Yeah, I don't know if you guys had noticed that. We've been, I've been using that graphic all season long. That's a one more prediction. <laughs> that's how that works, Toxic. That Indeed, that is how that works. I think that's fair. 35 to 16. Lumen has a great point here before we go. Lumen has a great point. This is the NFL. And the Packers are three and six. The Cowboys can essentially eliminate the Packers from the playoffs. And I don't say this to, you know, get us excited and say that the Cowboys will take the Packers out of the postseason. But NFL teams get desperate. And, you know, when they install those game plans, they put out those special, special plays, the ones that have two specials before them. They, they throw out the best of the best against you. 
The Cowboys are facing a desperate team. That's always dangerous. The Packers know this is a must-win game, potentially eliminating their chances of the postseason, which are already super bleak, by the way. The Packers are going to throw everything on Sunday. They're going to send every special play design, I believe, to find those explosives and to deal some damage versus the Cowboys. However, Dallas does have a pretty nice defense led by Micah Parsons, who could be facing a right tackle that has allowed three pressures over the, no, five pressures over the last three games. David Bakhtiari remains banked up. Their left guard is also banked up. I think that the Cowboys should win this one, but Lumen is right on here, though, with this comment, because this is the NFL. Yeah, Dallas would be 7-2. I'm sorry, Toxic Tom. I, I actually meant to type in 6-2, not 7-1. I misfired there with the record from betting the Cowboys, probably. That's what I was thinking about for sure. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. Do me a favor, though. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about primetime. But before you go, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up because that puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. I will see you on Sunday night, hopefully to discuss a Cowboys win. Hopefully. And we'll talk about the Cowboys being 7-2, and two, hopefully. <laughs> Hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. Have a fantastic Thursday night and even more fantastic Friday night. And then take it easy maybe on Saturday before uh, getting ready to, to, to rock on Sunday. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. I will see you on Sunday then. And I will not watch the rest of Thursday Night Football, probably. I want to see Yango. I want to I see some Quentin Tarantino movie just because some a, a random interview from Tarantino popped up in my YouTube feed earlier today. So, uh I don't know what you guys will do, but don't watch Thursday Night Football. I don't think that it's worth it at this point. See you guys. Nos vemos. Adios. <laughs>